Welcome to the awesome pod mix you are listening to Abby the idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and tv shows made me feel when i watched them for the very first time a reputed filmmaker once said when a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience it's the triumph of the filmmaker that's the magic of cinema i love the magic of cinema Today I'll be talking about the 5th episode of Marvel Studios Secret Invasion. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Harvest written by Michael Bim and Brian Tucker. The episode is directed by Ali Salim. It's the 5th series to have a Kevin Feige production credit after Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk Attorney at Law. The episode begins with Furious Scotting President Ritson to the operating room. He whispers into Ritson's ears that the attackers were not Russians and he shouldn't trust Rhodey. Nick Fury watches the news report by UKN24 on the hospital TV. The news report mentions that the Skrulls were involved in President Ritson's attack. Fury grabs a chair and sits outside the operating room because he does not have security clearance, but he has to save the president. What kind of a hospital is this? They shot the entire sequence in a hallway. No extras, no hustle, nothing. Post the attack, Gravik and the other Skrulls reach new Skrullos. Everyone steps out of the car but Pagan. He waits for a moment, contemplates and then steps out of the car. Gravik passes the order to assemble the operatives. Pagan tries to congratulate Gravik over Talos's death. Gravik is upset because their target was the president and he's still alive. Gravik plays the blame game. Pagan had failed to steal something that would have made the attack successful. Pagan accuses Gravik's decision to order Vara to kill Fury. Apparently, all of the Skrulls knew that Vara wouldn't kill Fury. Gravik didn't kill Fury even when he had the chance. So Pagan is asking all the questions that the audience has. Gravik's defense is Fury possesses something that they need. Pagan says none of the locations that Gravik had mentioned contained any of the Avengers DNA samples. Pagan blurts out the truth. Fury never trusted you which makes me start to wonder why should we? Pagan is not wrong. Fury's choices are questionable but Gravik is no more trustworthy. In a fit of rage Gravik uses his Groot powers to stake Pagan through the heart. Beto reacts stunned. Gravik says Pagan thought he had a voice. None of you do. You are faceless and you are nameless. How can you call someone voiceless, faceless and nameless? It's highly insulting. They are your people. You are supposed to be their leader. You're not supposed to belittle them. Gravik reveals how Vara defied his direct order and now he orders his men to kill her. The Skrull woman nods and everyone disperses. For a moment Beto looks up at Gravik in disbelief and then walks away. Gravik calls up Rhodey asking his whereabouts. Rhodey is on his way to see Ritson to tip the scales of victory in their favor. Gravik reveals change of plans. He wants Ritson to know that the Skrulls were involved with the Russians who attacked them. In response, Ritson should nuke new Skrullos. Rhodey can't believe what he's hearing. As Rhodey enters the hospital, he behaves like such an asshole. Fury grabs Rhodey by the collar and backs him into a corner. Rhodey is extremely cocky about the fact that Nick Fury won't be able to oust him as a scroll. He thinks the reason is because Nick is not ready to die. You don't need to kill someone to oust them as scrolls. Sonya cut off a scroll's finger in the earlier episode to oust them. Talos was shot in the chest and he half shape shifted into his scroll form. 
So stop with the pointless threats and cut off his finger already or maybe show him. Rhodey threatens that he would release the footage of Nick Fury killing Maria Hill. The moment the video leaks, Nick Fury will become the most wanted and most hated man on the planet. How? I know Kamala Khan knows about Nick Fury because she's an Avengers enthusiast, a mutant and a superhero herself. But are the others also aware about Nick Fury? Does everyone else on Earth care about Maria Hill's death as much as we do? Probably not. She was a spy and so is Nick Fury. Rhodey and Nick Fury aren't whispering their threats to each other. Rhodey's security detail must be able to hear everything Nick Fury and Rhodey are discussing. The security guy isn't a scroll because Fury broke his arm. Nick Fury hits Rhodey in the head and lets him go. He's about to leave the hospital but the Secret Service arrives pointing guns at him. Nick says, Tell Gravik I'm coming for him. Rhodey responds, Tell him yourself. No one in the security detail questions who Gravik is or how Rhodey knows who Gravik is. Nick Fury leaves. Oh my god, it's such a poorly constructed scene. The title sequence begins. In London at the SIS headquarters, Sonia comes in to see the Skrull infiltration that she was talking about in the earlier episode. She points a gun at Director Weatherby and inquires about the Daltons. Sonia shoots Director Weatherby in the leg through his hand. Upon listening to the gunshot, the security detail rushes into Weatherby's cabin. Sonia points out and Weatherby's hand shapeshifts into the Skrull form. At New Skrullos, Beto leads a mutiny against Gravik. His fellow Skrulls attack Gravik with a sledgehammer. Beto puts a plastic bag over Gravik's head. Gravik fights back but the Skrulls manage to put him on a table and beat him senseless. He deserves it. So they don't show Gravik's transformation into his scroll form on screen. They just cut to a shot where Gravik is in his scroll form and struggling. Gravik gets an upper hand on everyone attacking him and starts to kill them. He throws Beto out through the glass door. Beto says, You're nothing but a monster. I agree. Initially, Skrulls just wanted a home. Fury never delivered on his promise. Now, they want to eliminate the humans and take Earth as their home. Gravik's anger is justified, but his actions are not. He's killing his own people, the voice of dissent. Those are not the qualities of a good leader. He's even deliberately putting his own people's safety at risk. This is why his own people have no other choice but to turn against him. He doesn't want to serve his people. He's just like any other power-hungry leader. Gravik slits Beto's throat. At night, we see Fury walking into some place. It's the same community center in Brixton from the 1997 flashback. As Fury enters, he realizes that the tape on the door is torn. He removes his gun, walks in gingerly and sees Gaia waiting. Fury reveals the history of Brixton, how it was destroyed by Nazis in World War II and how it became a safe haven for immigrants from West Indies. Gaia inquires if this was the reason Talos and Fury chose this place. When Nick Fury drops the news that Talos died, Gaia doesn't want to hear it. Gaia was fully aware that in this fight, her father would lose. I think she was prepared for this. In the trailers, we see Gaia grieving over her father's dead body. I wonder why they chose to keep it in the trailers but not include it in the show. Fury says that Gaia's grief shouldn't paralyze her. She doesn't appear to be paralyzed by her grief. Instead, she's coming across as pretty practical. Fury discusses about Gaia's resurrection and the DNA sample Gravik stole. Gaia reveals that Gravik stole only a few samples. 
Calopsidian, Flora Colossus, that is Groot. Gaia clarifies that Gravik took those because he couldn't find what he was looking for. Gravik was looking for the harvest, which is also the title of the episode. Gaia wants to bury her father. Nick Fury tosses the keys and says, take him to Priscilla. She'll know what to do. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Nick procured Talos' body from the site after leaving the hospital. Fury leaves when he hears the police siren. He informs that he's headed to Finland. Before leaving, he checks with Gaia if she's going to be alright. Gaia says, don't worry, I'll put on a good face. What face is that going to be? Sonia is at the Daltons looking at the samples under the microscope. When Skrull Daltons get home from hunting, Sonia greets them. Hello, Skrulls. Skrull Daltons act confused. Skrull Victor points the barrel of his gun at Sonia. Rookie move. You think she'll come unprepared? Sonia has backup. Sonia questions Skrull Rosa about the machine she's built for the Skrulls. Sonia apologizes to the Skrull Daltons for torching their place. Skrull Victor breaks his handcuffs, hits one of the security guys and steals their gun. He points that gun at Skrull Rosa and uses her as bait for their freedom. What Sonia says next is an epic line. The males in my species are very similar. If they are not busy gaslighting you, they are threatening you with murder. That's what all the podcasts are about. It's funny because it's true. There are a ton of true crime podcasts out there, including only murders in the building, which I think I should cover on the podcast. Then even my podcast will be about that. Sonia shoots Skrull Victor in the head. Sonia is an absolute badass, period. In the car, Gaia cries over her father's dead body. She walks up to Priscilla's house and knocks at the door. When no one answers, she tries to break the lock. She succeeds. I thought she would use her extreme spars to melt the lock. She removes her gun and walks into the house. She finds Priscilla in the kitchen holding a gun. Priscilla thinks it's someone Gravik sent to kill her. Gaia introduces herself and says that she needs to bury Talos. In the hospital, Rhodey brainwashes President Ritson regarding the attack. He tells him Skrulls aided the attack with the Russians. The Russians have denied their involvement in the attack, but Sonia from SIS has provided corroborating evidence. Rhodey wants President Ritson to neutralize new Skrullos. President Ritson is hesitant because he doesn't want to start World War III. Rhodey's argument is war is better than extinction. It's a compelling argument. We don't know if Ritson heard Fury's words about not trusting Rhodey. Gravik calls up Nick Fury for the harvest in exchange for calling off the nuclear strike against New Skrullos. Fury walks into a private jet. Mason from Black Widow shows up. He hands over a passport and a box. Mason waits for Nick Fury to say thank you, but he doesn't. So Mason says you're welcome. Priscilla prepares the funeral pyre for Talos. Gaia puts her mom's ring as an offering and lights the pyre. Priscilla says the prayer because Gaia doesn't know. Gaia confesses that she told her father that he was a failure. You also said delusional, darling. Gaia feels guilt over what she said. Priscilla tries to soothe her guilt. Priscilla said some hurtful words to Fury before the snap. Gaia wants to know why Gravik wants to kill Vara. Answer, insubordination. Vara doesn't want to run away. Instead, she wants to be in her happy place. Gravik's men arrive to kill Vara. Vara has weapons stashed in her experiment room. 
together Gaia and Vara kill all the attackers. I'm guessing they were not scrolls because I didn't see purple blood anywhere, nor did I see them transform. At the Finland airport security check, we see the Interpol red notice for Nick Fury, just like Mason had mentioned. The name on the passport is Johannes Karhunen. As Fury walks out of the airport, he removes the widow's veil and gets into a car. Widow's veil is a billion-dollar technology that cloaks your face. They've used it previously in Captain America The Winter Soldier, Black Widow and the series The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I did not know that it was called The Widow's Veil. Sonia plays the song Audacity featuring Hedy One by Stormzy on her music system. The text on screen reads 294 kilometers from Russian border. Nick Fury reveals Rhodey is a scroll. Sonia regrets sharing evidence with him. Sonia, it's not too late. You can still speak to President Ritson and call the whole thing off. Fury shares Gravik's plan regarding the harvest. If Fury doesn't give Gravik the harvest, it'll be World War III. Fury even explains what a harvest is. Avengers DNA samples were collected from the Battle of the Earth, including that of Carol Danvers. Firstly, why did you need Avengers DNA? Why did you send Skrulls to do that work? Why didn't you destroy those DNA samples? You created this mess, now you have to clean it up. Fury and Sonya get down from the car and walk up to Fury's grave. The grave's headstone reads, Colonel Nicholas J. Fury, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. John 15, 13 When Secret Invasion trailer dropped, I was wondering how many graves does Fury have? We saw one in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Fury reveals he has these all over the place. Dead man needs his options. He also admits that he married a Skrull, and she's one of the best people there can be. Why hasn't Fury called any of the Avengers? What explanation would he give the Avengers? No explanation is gonna be good enough. He made a huge mistake and he needs to save face, so he can't call Avengers for help. I'm upset that Nick Fury collected Avengers DNA samples and did not destroy it. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but Samuel L. Jackson's mustache and the beard on the left of the frame were coming off a little. Fury blows into the stone head and it lights up. It opens and we see a vial lying there. Why does the vial contain transparent liquid? I'm guessing this is Carol Danvers' DNA harvest. I had a thought. What if the wind blew fast enough that it would open the headstone and reveal the vial it contains? Fury now enters the mausoleum. The tomb has a retina scan and it lights up the Nordic runes on it. Fury takes out his trench coat, his eye patch, his gun and clip from various tombs. He spots his trench coat, his eye patch and cocks his gun. Fury is now suited up. He gets a call and he says, It's time. Let's finish this. I think that was a call from Gravik. Talos is not alive anymore. Maria Hill died. Who else is in Fury's corner for him to say, It's time. Let's finish this. It could also be Gaia or Priscilla. Let's find out together next week, shall we? You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I am doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesomepodmix. Thanks for listening.